Earthy Birds. Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hey, crazy birds. I hope you are all doing super, super well. We have an amazing guest today. She is the president of Big Green. She has helped to create, build, and implement educational programs for schools with learning gardens for the past seven years And she has also a background in sustainable food systems and environmental education. Crazy birds. Without any further ado, I would like to welcome Ty Brown. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to be on. So how did your sustainable journey actually start? That's a good question. I grew up on the East Coast in the United States in a city called Baltimore and I had a big household growing up. I have three siblings that are all pretty close in age and all of my memories of growing up of my mom and dad cooking really big meals. So we always were eating meat and potatoes, spaghetti and meatballs. And when I was a teenager, I was very focused on athletics and had the opportunity to play at the collegiate level, which would then take me across the country, about 3,000 miles to the University of California, Berkeley. And for me, when I arrived on campus that far away from my hometown, which I really spent the majority of uh, my 18 years in, it felt like another country to me. And I remember seeing one of the first few days I was there, I went to lunch with my college roommate, and there were all these greens and vegetables everywhere. And that moment wasn't necessarily when I started my sustainable journey, but it's a very significant memory and really how late in in my lifetime that I really started to recognize that vegetables and where food comes from really was not a part of my childhood and something that I actually really cared about. And so from there, I really got into food and really started to learn more about how to grow food. I actually became a vegetarian for quite some time. Uh, just as an experiment in learning more about vegetables, I worked on an a organic farm. And really from there, that's, that's how I really got involved and invested in sustainability and specifically for me, food and healthy living. Well, that's such an important thing. And I think there's so many people out there that kind of say the same thing, because even with me, I've only really got into this at like a very later stage. That brings me to the second question, and that is kind of with Big Green. So that's the organization that you're with now. Can you tell us a little bit more about them and how did they start it and what exactly it is that Big Green does? When I was just speaking about my personal sustainability journey, I think it's very relatable that a lot of the time while you're learning about food and you're learning about what to cook, what to eat to really have a healthy lifestyle. For me personally, I thought a lot about what would have happened if I had known this earlier or what difference would it make for someone else in their life 
to be introduced to fruits and vegetables or learn how to grow their own fruits and vegetables at an early age. Big Green is very, very focused on that. And that's really where my passion and connection ties so nicely together with my work and uh, personal life. But Big Green was really founded in 2011. And I joined the organization as one of the founding members in 2012. I had moved to Boulder, Colorado, which is where we are based for a job in corporate marketing. But then I met the founders of Big Green, Hugo and Kimball, who were really inspired about this idea on creating real food for everyone and really focusing on schools to be able to incorporate nutrition education and wellness into the school day. And I think it's important to mention that school gardens, which really is one of the big areas in which we focus on, have been around for a very long time in the U.S. And there's been some amazing work that has gone on on a large handful of schools building school gardens. And so what we really wanted to do when we were founding the organization was how do we have a, not just a school garden, but a learning platform that's focused around food, nutrition, education, and wellness in every school across the country. And so that is really what we've been focused on for the past eight years. We have developed a product that we call the Learning Garden, and it's a raised bed system that allows any school, no matter what zip code the school is in or what type of schoolyard they have, to build this platform called the Learning Garden and start their wellness journey around nutrition, education, how to grow your own food, and pairing that all uh, throughout the school day. That's so important. And I mean, that connection between the children and the food, that for me is something so critical because I feel sometimes when you ask some of these children, like, for example, where do you get your food from? For example, bananas, like, where does bananas come from? A lot of them would say like, oh my goodness, we get it from the store, instead of saying, oh, it comes from a banana tree, you know, we actually grow it here. So for me, that connection is really, really important. And I think it's something that you guys are getting it right to actually teach them where does it grow and how does it grow and for them to be involved in that process as well. What would you say has been some of the feedback from these children that is now learning more about food and also to grow their own food? Great question. I was out in a, one of our schools in Detroit, Michigan, a couple of months ago, and we had built the learning garden with the school, and there was a classroom, I believe it was of third graders, that were out planting radishes in the garden. And one of our team members asked the, the students, who has a garden at home? And we, we saw a few hands raised, and, but then we had a couple other hands that were raised that said, my grandmother or my uncle has a garden at home. And when you start to kind of draw out the reasoning why, a lot of it is because whether the grandmother or the mother or the aunt and uncle wants their children to know where their food comes from and also the value in growing your own food. And so we spend a lot of time with our students talking about food literacy. And for us, food literacy includes where your food comes from, what impact it has on the environment, how it fuels your body, and also how you can access it within your community. And that food literacy portion of the work that we do is really that such an important connection because there's so many aspects of food and sustainability and how it impacts the world that we really want kids to be aware of. And uh, food is also so personal. 
And, and so I think there's so many good food stories that kids can relate to that really gets them excited about the experience. Definitely. And I, for me, another thing that's so important is that we don't really realize, but we throw away a third of the food that's produced for consumption. And I think once you actually spend that time, you know, growing those carrots, taking care of those onions, you are going to use that entire onion. And it will be very unlikely for you to actually just chuck it out because it's gone old. So for me, that's really important. And I definitely think that would be something that can also help prevent food waste for the future. Because even if you didn't grow that particular carrot, you know the process behind it. And for me, that is so important. And hopefully the kids take it home to like mom and dad and like kind of educate them at home as well. Yes. And I think that that is food waste, exactly what you were just saying, that that if you know the value of what it takes to grow it, the likelihood of really trying to utilize it heightens. And we've also seen that in a lot of our schools, if a child takes ownership of actually growing the carrot or growing the beet, the likelihood of not only them trying it is two or threefold higher, but also the likelihood of them going home and talking to their parents, talking to their siblings about growing this food and the importance of having it in the home as well really rises. And that is really such an important thing for for kids to be able to go and advocate and for the food that they want. Definitely. And I think that's especially with children. Some of them would be like, oh, I don't like peas. But when you ask them, have you ever tried peas? And then they're like, no, but I know it's not good, you know? <laughs> so when you grow it, definitely that just makes that connection so much stronger and make you willing to try it and then decide instead of deciding before trying. How many learning gardens have you guys actually started? We've partnered with almost 650 schools in the U.S. across the country. And that's just over the past eight years. Wow, that's a lot of gardens. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say is the like next step for Big Green? When we founded Big Green in 2011, we really wanted to develop a learning platform for any school focused around food, nutrition, education, and wellness. And the 650 schools that we have partnered with are not just a school, a standalone school alone in the city. We actually really partnered with a city and a school district to build a community of gardens. And so in right now, we have seven cities that we've partnered with, Chicago, Colorado, Detroit, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Memphis, and Pittsburgh. In all of those cities, we have... 50 or more school sites. In Chicago, actually, we, we've partnered with 200 schools across the city of Chicago. That's just with the learning platform, the learning garden that we've developed. And so what we really see happening in those cities with those schools is really continuing to develop a culture of awareness and education for the first grader as well as the 12th grader around the learning garden. And then going on to the next city and doing it. We really would like to be in as many cities as we possibly can over the next 10, 20, and 30 years. Wow, that's fantastic. And then with these learning gardens, would the schools typically then use these in their canteens uh, to actually prepare the meals? Or how do they use the food that's being produced in the gardens? We see the food being used in a few ways. 
one great activity that we do in the learning garden is a tasting lesson. And going back to what we were talking about earlier around tasting a pea and deciding after you've grown it, if you like it or not, versus just tasting it when it comes from the grocery store is different. So we do a lot of tasting in the garden because we really want our students to have that experience of seeing a carrot be pulled out of the soil, washing it off, cutting it on a cutting board right in the garden, and then tasting it. And then that's that, it's that instant connection that we really do see kids really grasping onto. And so after the tasting, we then work to connect it whether to the cafeteria or oftentimes kids are taking that carrot and recipe home with them to show their parents what they've learned that day. If any of our crazy birds, whether it is in the US or abroad, actually wants to get more involved with Be Green, what can they do? That's a great question. We have launched a new initiative at Big Green to get more people involved in what we are doing and get more awareness around the importance of growing your own food. And so in 2019, we held our first annual Plant a Seed Day. It was on the first day of spring, and the call to action was to pledge to plant on plantaseedday.org, and on March 19th, go out and plant a seed with a family member, with a friend, with a kid, and really to engage in the environment in a meaningful way, but also in a, a fairly easy way to get started. Planting a seed can take as quick as five minutes if you have everything you need to go out and do it. So I would encourage anyone interested in getting more involved to pledge to plant for our upcoming Plant a Seed Day, which is March 19th, 2020. Anyone can do it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of exciting ways to not only teach people how to plant, but also to share how your planting experiment is going. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to definitely try and do that. (laughs) And if there was any of the schools that would love to have their own learning garden as well. How can they get in touch with you guys? Definitely. Biggreen.org is our primary place where you can go on. You can see pictures of the learning gardens. You can go through our application process if you're a school to see if you would qualify for a learning garden. And also there is contact information on the website around getting in touch. We'd love to hear from anyone who's interested in getting involved. Awesome. So after planting all of these gardens over the years, what would you say is probably one of the most popular vegetable that the kids absolutely love? And it's like almost all of them love that one. That's a good question. I would say, I would say carrots. We get a lot of questions for carrots and a lot of excitement for them. It's so fun to pull those out of the soil and the visual of the orange carrot really seems to be across the board, number one vegetable. Awesome. So definitely need to plant more carrots in our garden when we plan that. So what would you say has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? One of the most personal decisions I think I've made around Mama Earth would be spending time working with the earth. The time that I spent working on an organic farm and really learning about how the soil, the sun, and the plants grow together, I think 
that understanding as well as that connection really has helped me lead a life that has really been taking care of the earth and really valuing what the connection between the earth and the soil and us. Awesome. And I feel, you know, Mama Earth actually gives us everything that we need to grow our own fruit and veggies. And I really wish that there was more schools that had this and more children learning and more people actually getting their hands dirty in the soil and just see what nature has to offer. Absolutely. I see the value in what we are doing every day, the value in what others are doing around building school gardens and I do truly believe that every school and every student should have a outdoor classroom that is growing their own food in the future. Hopefully there is more coming. So thank you for all your work (laughs) that you guys are doing to make sure that happens. And we are going to move on to our final five. The first one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? I am obviously a very passionate food and healthy living sustainability advocate. So I think that from a social media perspective, when I'm looking for inspiration, it is really easy to search for healthy options. And that wasn't always the case, but I I really do feel like whether it's on Pinterest or Instagram, searching for new recipes or new garden ideas, there's just so much out there. From a publication standpoint, I think I'm a a young woman leading a business and it's really important, I think, to study how others, especially women, have built not just their leadership, but also their business model. So I focus a lot on my time reading about other women leaders. Currently, I'm reading Ava Moskowitz's book called The Education of Ava Moskowitz, which is very interesting about charter schools in the U.S. Oh, cool. Definitely check that one out. And what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward? My hope for Mama Earth going forward is that we all will continue to commit to nurturing the earth more and recognizing, especially in growing your own food and especially in working with kids, how much the earth can give us in terms of all the resources that we need. And I really hope for it to continue to be nurtured in a way that it will allow us to continue to utilize it. And what advice can you give our crazy birds this week to actually help out Mama Earth? To get started. As I mentioned, Plant a Seed Day on March 19th, 2020 is a great way to get started. And all it takes is one really simple effort to go out and plant a seed Once you ignite that light around getting started, it's so much easier to continue onwards on a daily basis in terms of growing your own food. And uh, my advice would be to just take that step forward. Awesome. And what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people not yet on a sustainable journey? Um, In many neighborhoods, we work in at Big Green. One in five kindergartners are walking in the door obese or category two diabetes. And that fact, I think, really speaks to how important wellness is and how important food and the way that food interacts in our daily lives really is. So I I really do like to use that fact as a way to get people excited about the fact that we have the ability to change that statistic. 
Wow, definitely. And I feel, you know, especially with schools, I sometimes get angry when I think of like my school background and that we never had a learning garden and we never had the opportunity to learn about, you know, all of these healthy foods that I'm now only learning about. I definitely think that would have made such a difference in my life and would have helped so many people to prevent, you know, getting diabetes, being obese. And it's so, so important. So that statistic really hits at home. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And where can people actually find you? On Instagram, Big Green, at Big Green, as well as at Plant a Seed Day are the best two places to find us and get involved. Awesome. Well, one thing that I just thought about right now. So you guys obviously have the whole learning garden, but then what about the other side of it, like the composting side? Does the children actually get involved with the compost? Like how does that process work for you guys? That's a great question. Our programming after we've installed the learning garden, as I mentioned earlier, focuses on food literacy which includes a lot of education and discussion around how grow your own food, which obviously includes a lot of connection around the soil and the health of the soil, as well as the compost side of things after you've actually consumed food, where does it go? And so we we spend a lot of time teaching kids and parents and teachers about that cycle. And then we often see a lot of schools adopt a composting system for their school because they realize how much impact they can have if they are recycling food waste, particularly back into the garden. Definitely. And I mean, the amount of waste that that reduces, sending that to the landfill, now they can actually make their own amazing soil. So that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much. Was there anything else that you felt we left out? The plant is seed day. I just wanted to make sure that's a great way to get as many people involved that are interested in just getting started. And it's a really fun day that is international. So I really hope that we'll be able to engage with others on that one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com and let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.